Welcome to Nuts About Netflix, a weekly podcast show brought to you by Kate and Cloda, where we talk about everything Netflix related. So if you're looking for a new series to watch this weekend, listen to this podcast. We'll tell you everything that the current series that we're watching is about, what we like about it, what we don't like about it. And then that way you'll know if it's good for you or not. So this week, Kate, we're talking about Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yes, an American science fiction horror web television series created, written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. It's um, a funky series because it's very 80s in its style, which I love about it. You were saying very like... Very 80s, yeah. yeah. Like Goonies. Goonies, Jaws, Beetlejuice, very much E.T. There's so many, so many visual references to E.T. It's mad throughout the whole thing. And I think if you go back and watch the series again, you'll actually be blown away if you read about it online or if you listen to Nuts About Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's mad, like the amount of references. And apparently... They had a mantra on set, which was, what would Steven do? So they were all huge Steven Spielberg Steven, fans. Yeah, I was going to ask, who's Steven? <laughs> who's Steven? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, even if you look at the opening... Um, titles. The opening titles or even... Yeah, the opening titles actually very much connected to um, Stephen King. Um, and have you seen Carrie? Yes. Yes. So apparently um, L or Eleven is basically a destructive Carrie. Okay, a human version. Well, Carrie is also telekinetic. I thought Carrie was the car. No, no, no. Carrie is the girl who is mocked in school for getting her period. And then at prom, they throw pig blood over her and she uses her telekinetic powers to kill everyone at prom. If you look at the, the fonts that they used with the Carrie posters and the paperbacks of Stephen King, like it's very much connected to um, Stranger Things. They based the title of the show, Stranger Things, around a book that he wrote called Needful Things. And if you look at the logo for that, it's pretty much oh, okay. Stranger Things. Yeah. It's well, cool. it definitely, from the minute I started watching it, I was like, wow, this is so 80s. I felt like I was watching a never ending story or You know, that innocence and that colour and vibe of 80s. So if you are an 80s fan, I think you will like this. Mm. But we have three seasons now. Well, we're in the third season at the moment. So if you haven't watched Stranger Things and you're thinking about starting it, we'll give you a quick synopsis of season one, season two and where we are now in season three. So season one basically opens up with the boys of Hawkins High. Um, a group of kids are about, I don't know, 10, 11. Yeah. They're sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons. And actually, interesting fact about that. I just read it online today. The Dungeons and Dragons game itself that they play foreshadows what's going to happen in the whole series. I read that as well. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting fact. Yeah. And interesting, if you look at the Demogorgon on the board of the Dungeons and Dragons game that they're playing, it's double-headed. And that apparently ties in with a theory that L or Eleven, and the Demogorgon are one in the same. Oh, very Mm. interesting. Double-headed monster that hates, both heads hate each other. So they would like love to kill each other. But if you kill one head, the other head dies. So L and the Demogorgon Demogorgon. might be tied together, but actually can't, either one of them can't kill the other one because the other one will die. 
And they don't know it. And they don't know it. Yeah. There you go. Or maybe they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> So season one, we meet also season Eleven. One, yes, so they're all playing the Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they meet Eleven. She runs away from the Hawkins National Laboratory, which has been performing scientific research in the United States Department of Energy, but secretly doing experiments into the paranormal and supernatural, um, including those that involve human test subjects. So there have been some abductees also, side note, from Hawkins, one of them being the chief of police, Hopper, yes. his daughter. Well, that's only a... Is, is that just being oh, that surmised might... at the moment that maybe his daughter was one of those? True. I'm, getting, I'm running away with myself. Or they're also saying that maybe Eleven is his daughter. Very true. I've read that as well. Yes. But I mean, she met her mother, so... True. Yeah, I don't know how that you never know. work out. Yeah. yeah. Although, it would be kind of interesting because you do see his daughter in one of those scenes and she's really young and bald and then the next time you see Eleven she's yes. a little bit older and bald. and bald and then she does obviously go on to become his well, stepdaughter-ish are we giving adopted daughter yeah sort of um, what's the word foster foster yeah. daughter I guess yeah so season one the boys meet up with Eleven because she escapes from that institution that's right and they very quickly learn that she has telekinetic powers she's able to move things with her mind but she's also able to transport herself into a kind of um, a middle psychic world where she's able to read people's minds and see where people are in the world and what they're doing so sort of listen in on people and also that there is a, another world out there called the Upside Down where the Demogorgon lives <laughs> <laughs> so the Demogorgon is this terrible beast that lives in the Upside Down um, and now that the portal has been opened um, he's able to come into our world and kidnap people and into kidnap his people. own world yes so he takes a child Will Will Byers, who is Winona Wider, Winona Ryder's son in the show, and the whole, basically the whole series revolves around trying to get him back. So he starts communicating with Winona, who is his mother, but in the show she's actually called Joyce. Yes. So he starts communicating with the lights, and everyone in the town thinks that she's insane. Yes. And then season two, what happens there? So yeah, so season two. I think I can't remember exactly how it opens, but I know that Will is definitely sort of vomiting these slug-like creatures, which turn out to be basically the Demogorgon's kind of babies inside him. So it's the Demogorgon is now connected to Will and he's able to see the human world or the real world through Will. Will becomes a spy basically yeah. for the Demogorgon. Um, and the whole series basically evolves around trying to get the Demogorgon out of Will um, but which is quite complex because obviously the Demogorgon can see what they're up to. Yes. So you have to kind of kidnap them, bring them to this tinfoil box. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a bit of Lord Voldemort in that he's left a piece of him yes, inside in Will. Much. Yes, yes. And is using him and connecting with him. But eventually, season two, they get rid of the Demogorgon. Or do they? Or do they? Well, <laughs> Eleven closes the portal. She does. Or does she? Or does she? <laughs> And that brings us to season three. Season three, yes. Which just started. Just started, yeah. You just started watching it, as did I this weekend. Yes, I'm only on episode four. Okay. Different, very different from the last two. Very different. A lot more, I think, geared towards children, kids, kids their personalities. The yeah. kind of funner side of the 80s, maybe. There was a fashion montage yes. early on. Loved the clothes in that. Yeah. What were you saying about the clothes around that? 
Someone um, designed them. Yes, so they collaborated with certain designers like H&M for the clothes so that people could buy them. So a lot of the clothes in that montage you can actually purchase mm. from online stores. So that's good to know. Mm, and I do think this one is, for me, I found it's quite, like you said, it's more childish. There's, um, I feel like it's, it's very goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark kind of that they're putting on it so that it's scary, but it's not going to give you nightmares if you watch it. Okay, yeah. It's more soft scare. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But still, the story is good because we're invested now in the characters after two seasons. Yes, so. and the love story is really developed between Mike and Eleven. Yes. Which is pretty funny, actually. I enjoy watching Hopper squirm at their so good. smooching scenes. Yeah. yeah. Reminiscent of my own teenage years. <laughs> locked away in the room. There's no way my father would have had a door, a bedroom door locked and me in there at... How old are they? 14? About that, yeah. So in this season, one of their friends who came into last season was Max and Billy... I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure I thought that was Zac Efron on the screen for a minute when I started watching it first. The older brother. Yes. Doesn't he look like Zac Efron? It's he so does. Strange. Yeah. There is something, though, about the other personalities online. And I saw on Zac Efron, they were saying, is this guy grown up? Is Billy grown up later? So they were saying if they they were in the 80s, this is what they'd look like now. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So Billy is a bit of a player mm-hmm. around the community pool. All the moms have the eyes on him. And he sort of organises a bit of a rendezvous with one of the married mothers. Which is Mike's mother. Yes. Shock. And so he is on the way to the saucy motel to Mm -hmm. meet her. But then something jumps out of his car and causes a crash. And he crashes into the local steelworks, which is now where the remains of the Demogorgon were currently living. You know, it had kind of gone into like a coma type of a thing. But then when the Russians started to open up the portal, it kind of reawakened the dust. And then the dust started to eat off the rats. And then the the remains of the rats, the kind of globular goo and gloop, came together. And they threw themselves at Billy's car. Yeah. And then Billy got out of the car. And then it started to eat Billy's brain. And now Billy's going to form a kind of a, An a army. group of zombie. Yeah, Demogorgon zombies. Yeah. So I think it's only just the start of the war. But I'm seasoned. I think I'm in the sixth episode now. So there's two left. Okay. So they have a lot of work to do in the next two episodes. Yeah, see, they're probably just building up to a fourth season with that. But we heard this as well with season eight of Game of Thrones. And it amounted to nothing at the end. So I hold judgment for the next two episodes because I'm not going to get too excited. I've done that already. I've been very disappointed. (laughs) So let's wait and see. I will definitely watch the remainder of Stranger Things and mm-hmm. wait and see. But like I said, I feel like I'm watching the Cartoon Network now, okay. watching this episode, okay. this season. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, I'm an 80s kid and there's just so much nostalgia there for 80s kids. Yeah. Um, I love DT, love Spielberg. There's so many references throughout and I love all the details as well. You know, the, the cans of Coke, the fonts yeah. that they use, the crazy hairstyles, the music throughout it is great. Yes, it is. But can we also talk about the ice cream shop and the uniforms in the ice cream shop? <laughs> Steve's uniform. Is there any teenage boy that you could actually pay enough money to to wear that ice cream uniform? Mm, I mean, I know a few, but they're pretty flamboyant. So maybe they're... <laughs> oh my God. And I have to say, Erica has to be one of the most irritating children ever. Erica. Oh, The yes. little girl who keeps looking for freebies ice yeah. cream. Yeah. She's savvy, though. 
She knows how to get the ice cream and not pay for it. Clever. She's a <laughs> clever girl, but I just feel the... I know, she is brazen. It's overacted, okay. the part. Okay. Yeah, she's brazen. I wonder, yeah. will she be eaten? Will there be some satisfaction in watching her have her, her brain eaten? Sucked out. No, yeah. I think she'll survive. I think she's, like you said, she's savvy. She's clever. She would be too quick to get eaten. I don't think she's that stupid, but... The episode I watched last night, the last one that you haven't seen yet, Nancy. Nancy should be dead ten times over. But she's still alive. So if Nancy can survive, Erica could rule the world. Oh. Yeah. I'm excited to see that episode now. Yeah. I kind of wouldn't mind Nancy dying. She's a little bit annoying. Isn't she? Yeah. What really bugged me as well was she keeps walking in and out of her... Her boyfriend's a photographer and she keeps walking in and out of the dark room when the red light is on. I'm like, Nancy, come on. I know. What are you doing? But she's so self-absorbed in her own everyday issues. Yeah, She doesn't understand what the problem is. Her problem is more important than what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But imagine working with those men. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. But it is, again, totally 80s and in how women would have been treated in the workplace at that time. Very true. My main bonus is the clothes. I am loving the clothes in this season. That's my... Favourite point. So what would you say so far of season three has been your best part of it? I'm enjoying, I don't know, the sassiness of the the moms at the pool being mega creeps. So creepy. It's hilarious. So creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and who goes to the pool in their heels? I was thinking the same thing in the blue eyeshadow. Yeah. Massive backcombed hair. <laughs> I was like, jeez, look at your one. There's no way I could, like, I would be sweating. But... <laughs> And who wants to get into that community pool as well? Oh, I know. I mean, it's how much water is in that and how much pee is in there. Yeah, it's just, but it's mayhem as well. When I think of the pool, I think relaxing, nice and chilled, not mayhem chaos. So yeah, so season three is live now on Netflix. So you can watch one, two and three. Mm-hmm. Don't start three. with three. You got to start with one. It's a good binge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I think there's serious quality gone into the production of it. Definitely. You don't feel at any point it's fake. I mean, like sometimes when I watch Peaky Blinders, it feels a little fake. It feels like I needed another like 50 grand pumped into filters and lights yeah. and all the rest. But with this one, I think they went into such detail. And maybe that's because of their obsession with nostalgia and trying to constantly play homage to all those directors and all those writers that there is that level of detail, you know. And also it's a Netflix original, whereas Peaky Blinders isn't. So I think Netflix is a company that's around a long time and it is American. I think they do have, like you said, a different standard. True. When they're What's Peaky Blinders actually? Is that? Peaky Blinders is BBC, isn't it? Oh, is it BBC? Or is it ITV? I I don't know. For a minute I thought it might have been Sky Atlantic and they usually pump throw money at things. But I could be wrong. I'll have a check. Yeah. It's definitely not Netflix. It's not a Netflix original. No, no, it's definitely not. But you know what I mean? As in like some, some TV shows you just engage with, they're like, all encompassing because of the quality. Yeah. You're just like, I'm in the 80s, 100%. Yes. Whereas when you were watching that and you, you know, it could have been a boardwalk empire when you were watching yeah. Peaky Blinders and it wasn't. It just needed that extra oomph yeah. of money, you know. One thing I love about Netflix original series is the skip intro button. Oh, yeah. Oh, Big God, time. I love that skip intro button. <laughs> Who should watch Stranger Things? What's What kind of person would enjoy Stranger Things? I would say a person who likes fantasy, magic, um, who enjoys an older style a TV program or movie like the 80s. I love 80s programs. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I think 
definitely somebody who's into that magic, the magic of being young and the fun of being young and the mystery of the world. You know, people who are into that kind of show. Mm. You know, if you're a serious person who's into science and reality and factual, it's not for you. It's not for you. Yeah. Who would you say? Yeah, I think anyone who like loved Ghostbusters and E.T. and all of those movies, you yeah. know, all those visual rich movies I think you'll you'll love it because you'll you'll start to spot all those references as well I think it's for someone who enjoys if you enjoy like the colour theory of um, Breaking Bad and you know all those things all those extra bits that mm. add an extra element I think you'll you'll love it as well yeah thanks for listening to Nuts About Netflix with Kate and myself Cloda and make sure to join us again next week when we talk about Mindhunter ahead of season two 